Hey, what's up? Thanks for taking time on your journey of life to stop and listen to the Hilton Castle Mission Podcast. This is an interview with our brothers and sisters in the Lord, and I hope it encourages you and blesses you and helps you grow in your understanding of Jesus and how we can transform and change your life. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Today we are so happy to have two good friends of mine. We have um, all the way from Ireland. Is very Northern Ireland. Thank you, Emma. I was about to say Northern Ireland. Yeah, Northern Ireland. I'm sorry, I know it's territorial. We have <laughs> Michael and Amy with us. Uh, today is Valentine's Day and I just want to add a little bit of thought before we uh, have our guests come in and have a chin wag with them and it's, it's simply this that we're actually created for relationships and it's an interesting thing because when you see a dog in the street and if it's injured a normal human being with compassion will want to try to help that animal some people uh, like my mum will, will take this, this strained animal in and and feed it doesn't matter how long it takes we'll feed this animal and look after it to her cost and when you think about why is it that we have this connection to animals and, and, and one another? Well, it's because God created us like that. In the beginning, there was Adam and God gave him the animals, but he wasn't really um, having a proper relationship with them. So he says, I must give you a woman to have a relationship with. And that's why we have this. And, you know, we're so desperate for relationships that even though we've got computers and we build them, we make them talk to us. We can say, hey, Google, and Google doesn't just talk in a voice. It's actually a human voice for that connection. And so today I'm so happy to have um, Amy and Michael with me to uh, talk about marriage and relationships and all the things in between. And I promise I won't throw too many hardballs at you guys. So <laughs> first, of all, <laughs> first of all, how long have you guys been married? We have been married since May 2020. So that's... Uh, you're gonna count. Oh, 10 months nearly. Nearly 10 <laughs> months on nearly 10 months. So you in what the officially called the honeymoon period of the marriage then? Yes. Yes. Except because of lockdown, you guys didn't have no, had no honeymoon. But we did go away to then this morning for a couple of days. Yeah, we went sort of west of Northern Ireland for, for a few days. For a honeymoon, as I called a it. A honeymoon. A honeymoon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a good phrase that's going to be a new cat homey moon yeah. <laughs> you think great and there so you guys have pretty much got married and then you're in lockdown together yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> how before we get into that how did you guys meet let's start at the beginning how how did this blossom and romance happen we met in 2013 yes it was at a games night our youth yeah, we um, went to the same church. I think I started going probably about a year before you started going to that church. Possibly, I think so. I remember the night you got baptised. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where we met. We met the youth on a Saturday mm -hmm. night. It was like games night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think we didn't think much of each other at that point. <laughs> so it wasn't like love at first sight, as they say? I don't think so. No, no, you were going out with somebody else at that point. I think. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just know you as a friend and yeah we, but we became friends i think after that night oh yeah we did yeah yeah okay so at what point did you both decide you know this is the person that i'm gonna start dating and... michael decided in 2015 <laughs> and then he said no 
<laughs> you said no to him. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it was after. It was after. Uh, it was. I can still remember the date. It was in February, um, and she said, "No, I don't think of you that, that way. way." And I was kind of sad about it. Let's just put it that way. I was like, I think it was more just being really good friends with you and just not wanting to like ruin that and then I also had my reservations about what Michael wants to do for a living and I just wor worried about how I would fit into that and then so we actually it didn't it didn't ruin the friendship which was good oh, yeah. we just sort of carried on the way we were and then actually in 2018 mm -hmm. we started seeing each other and things started to change yeah I just want to clarify my profession. It's nothing dodgy or dangerous. I want to be a pastor when I'm a foot preacher. Yeah. You can't let that open end. It's not like a, I was going to be like a drug lord or a warlord or something. No. There. I was going to just leave it and let the crowd guess, but I'm glad you. <laughs> um, I was just because I imagine people listening to this and going, "What in the heck? <laughs> what was he planning to do with his life? What was he planning to do?" But no, um, I remember talking to you, um, in 2018. A church and then we talked about meeting up for coffee we did yeah and we kept meeting up and then amy confused me a bit she was trying to coax that i liked her <laughs> and i was trying to impress her by drinking an espresso michael doesn't drink coffee i was trying to impress her but it tasted like warm dirt and he was slowly spitting it out back into the cup very attractive <laughs> very attractive i'm i'm very smooth smooth as sandpaper as i like to um, say and she said no this is not a date and i was like Oh, I thought it was, but she was trying to coax out me saying, no, this is a date. And then... Keith, you know what women are like. And then, <laughs> they don't say it straight. <laughs> and then, finally, she got tired of it and then just said, I like you. Yeah. And that was that. She made the first move, so I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> That's great. It's encouraging to know as well that you start to get to know each other, building up that friendship before this relationship. Oh, yeah. So, how yeah. how key is that, do you think, before people start really dating and taking things seriously? I do think, like, I think different things yeah. work for different people. But for I, I think for us, like, we're very, very glad because mm -hmm. we, you know, knew of each other's family dynamics for a long time. And before we got into a relationship and we knew about each other's just just background and stuff like that. And, you know, where we were at with jobs and mm -hmm. education. And it's not about that, but we just sort of knew where each other were just because we kept in touch and you know we would have you know we had similar friendship circles at times and then you know as we grew up a little bit then not so much and then you know we and we sort of knew as well just about each other's christian faith yeah. and about our you know church and things like that which was mm -hmm. quite helpful yeah probably. Well, it was like for everyone every person's story of how they met there are half is different but there has to be uh, a, a bit, bit of time getting to know each other. other know each other but also have a strong friendship in the sense of you know basically me and amy know everything about each other there is no secrets mm -hmm. there is no skeletons we know absolutely everything about each other and like the number one thing is you actually know that you kind of you like the person as a person which yeah. is good because at least you can't get swept up in it and then be like i actually don't like you you're horrible you know so it's not, not just horrible. she's not horrible no so wow. it's not just a skin deep thing is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, and that's key because you do see a lot of people who are physically attractive to one another, but then their characters are what we call, trying to not be hip here, but toxic. It's like a very mm. toxic relationship. And that's, yeah. that's great. 
you uh, mentioned about faith and obviously you both believe in Jesus and have a strong faith in that. For Christians, how key is it for them to find another Christian, if you like? I think, I think for some people, you know, they, that's not what they feel called to have. But I think for a lot of people, like you say, we're drawn to companions. We're drawn to wanting company and companionship and romance and, you know, a life partner, I suppose. And I suppose in the world, it's okay for you to have a partner for a long time and to have a family and children or to travel or live together and stuff like that, or maybe multiple partners. But for us, that's not what we mm -hmm. really wanted. So I think for a lot of people in our position and a lot of young adults that are Christians, it's really, it's key to find someone and have that romantic connection and to get married because mm -hmm. that's, you know, you're wanting someone to, I hate to use the hip phrase, do life with. Yeah. And um, if we're going to throw those phrases about, <laughs> but, you know, people are looking for that and they're looking for something, you know, more than a friendship and they're looking for someone to move in with and stuff. But it's it's just different. But it's, it is still key, but it's, it has to look different, yeah. I think, for us. Yeah. When it comes to faith, I find that we all have different, we and Amy have to come from two different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Our stories of faith and how we came to know Christ is different. And sometimes how we see things actually blesses each other more mm -hmm. and helps each other more grow in our own faith personally, but also together as a couple. Yeah especially as I've done my itinerary preaching and I hope to be a pastor one day in the future. Um, she helps me grow in my faith every day, even in simple conversations. And I know for her, that when I run my sermon ideas by her, she says, oh, that's interesting. That's a good point. But Michael, you should bring out this. You should bring out that. Yeah. Just, just application. Just application and just growing together. It might be just from one verse or one chapter or reading off. So do you think that then it, Keith is asking, oh, sorry, do you think about, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, he was just asking, do you think it's that important? It is important because I've seen it as a youth leader and, and even in friends going like non-Christian, maybe it does work out for some, mm -hmm. but you would drag someone down. People can look for the yeah. wrong things when they're looking for a companion, I think. Yeah, like I knew people who just walked away from the faith as soon as they... Um, went for an unsafe person and just didn't care about the faith yeah whereas i'm not saying every christian's perfect because there are some christians who are quite dangerous in the sense of not living as they should and you know a good measuring stick would be do they live and speak the way jesus taught us to yeah and i'm going forward from there do they bring out the best in you do they hate this pray for one or love one or forgive one or and demonstrate that not just in the relationship but to this demonstrate that in their family and even in your other house family as well in that kind of regard so that's why i think faith is important does yeah. that answer your question it does <laughs> no it's a it's a podcast we're supposed to um, no that's great and and i i think i think you're bringing out some key points there especially about um if you want to be um a speaker and a preacher having a non-christian uh, relationship would be a drag on that and then finding that measure of even though you may not agree on it all um, building one another up in the faith is a it's great yeah so why 
you, you did mention about some people moving in together and stuff before they um, get married and stuff like that. Why didn't you guys do that? Why did you just wait till you were married if you did? I think because it just sort of was important to us. I think that's one of the things that made us sort of move, well, not move the wedding. So we were initially meant to be married in the April, Keith, as you know, and that big day had fallen sort of fallen away through the lockdown in Northern Ireland and I think at that point most of Michael's stuff was moved in but Michael wasn't moved in and the whole idea was that I would go from my house on the wedding day Michael would go from his home where he was living with his parents or, or anything like that and then we ended up saying well look this is the position we're in will we just get married because this could be months it could be a year we just for context to people that don't know still haven't had our big celebration day the only wedding we've had is the wedding that we're going to talk about. Um, so it would have been, we would have been waiting nearly another whole year, if not longer. And mm. we knew that we wanted to live together and start our life together. And we also knew that, I know restrictions are different across the whole of the UK and worldwide, but in Northern Ireland, we knew that because our families have support commitments um, and have a bubble, we couldn't have a bubble with each other. Yeah. So um, it was a big decision then to be like, look, we've already agreed that we're going to live together, that we're going to, start our lives together that we're going to get married so let's just get married because then we can move in together so apart from that short amount of time when we ended up in the same household we didn't live together and I think it was important just because we had we'd planned to move in together after the wedding which obviously yeah. <laughs> ended up being what about a month after the initial one yeah about a month just over a month just a month and three days or so something daft like that yeah but um you ended up in the small box room for a while bless you <laughs> it turns out just for you know um anyone that's wondering single beds and box rooms are meant for children not men who are five foot ten and over because we found that out the hard way when michael was in the fetal position trying to get to sleep um <laughs> in a little blue and flowery bedroom with flowery wallpaper beautiful um but yeah that even for us that was a learning curve but um back to the question yeah it was important for us not to I think because of our faith because we obviously just you know we just don't it's not that we have any issue with people that do choose to but we just don't particularly that, that, that's what we we didn't want to live together before yeah. we got married we just thought it added in the whole realm of temptation and stuff like that that we didn't want yeah. um we didn't need you know it wasn't that much of a big deal obviously now had this been further into lockdown and a, a year down the line you don't know maybe our goalposts would have changed because we would have just missed each other you know yeah. it's hard to know but the position we were in was that it was very early lockdown we had already for example pre-lockdown um pre-pandemic we had had our stag and hen do so that's how close we were to this wedding yeah we had had a normal pre-covid stag and hen um and all of that so yeah we you know mostly held off and then you know were able to move you into the big boy bedroom <laughs> which has no flowers but has flowery patterns on the paintings yes that's true so i've graduated from a bunch of flowers to but what's singles. your thought do you think that it's important not to live together yeah because they're i already know the answer but yeah. i'm just gonna well, get well, his answer well, for you <laughs> what uh, she said. and more um yeah it, for us we wanted to be married to be husband and wife and to spend our lives together under god's covenant of marriage and when we find out through 
your maid of honor that we can get married with a few witnesses and the minister we went for it that's a good friend who rings you up and says i think you can get married outside yep and <laughs> um, we got married <clears throat> sorry and um we find this out on a thursday uh for your friend you, you know you phoned up the registry office mm-hmm. pre-covid days here's a funny story the lady who registered our marriage notice looked at my birth certificate and then she went and she's got her college college right she was the lady who registered my birth in 1992 she was like that's my signature <laughs> On your birth certificate, I can't believe that. I know, I'm not doing your marriage. So I'm like, I hope you don't do my death certificate either. <laughs> I know, uh, being married in lockdown, it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but we had that all sorted out. And then you phoned and um, there was a wonderful registrar, uh, Wendy. She tried, she's thinking, right, where can we get, where, where's nice places in Belfast outside? Yes, we can do it for you. Paperwork can be done, no problem. She was a legend, got everything done for us. Uh, You're ruining the rest of Kate's questions. Sorry. No, <laughs> Sorry. And uh, then we decided to get married on the Saturday. Yeah. And got all sorted. Great. And, and it, it's good that you guys are um, on a very similar page to me in that when people are moving together, they are adding a temptation to do things that obviously God's not permitting before marriage and and things like that and also I think if that doesn't work out I've had friends who've moved in uh, non-Christian friends who've moved in with girlfriend and boyfriend and stuff like that and if that doesn't work out it's almost the same feeling as it is for a divorce because they've yeah. moved yeah. stuff in and we've spent even like years together and then suddenly something mm-hmm. comes through and it's just yeah yeah and it's very difficult because then you you know you've worked on uh, decorating a house together maybe you've maybe bought furniture between yourselves or the mortgages in uh, both your names yeah and you maybe have that. a joint tenancy a joint mortgage you've mm. you know got all your shared belongings maybe a pet things like that and hopefully not maybe children and then obviously yes there's always a risk that with marriage you might get divorced but it's much less likely to happen so early you know whereas I think if you move in together potentially you know, as you say, for some people it doesn't work out after years, for some people it doesn't work out after months, and you've put all that energy and everything, and you've got legal ties and stuff to someone that actually it hasn't worked out with, whereas I think whenever you're a Christian and you go into marriage, you're sort of looking at it as, well look, if after two months you want to kill each other, tough luck, um, <laughs> you've made this decision, That's and you need to just marriage. work on it, whereas I think it's a lot easier to get out of something that's not legally binding, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's tricky. Good. And um, when you were getting married during the lockdown, and that was going on, was was that a strange moment? Because you obviously have in your head what your wedding looks like, I assumed, and you planned a seating and stuff like that. Yeah. But, oh yeah, it was. Oh, I I actually, you know what? Like, it was whenever I was getting ready, and I was all biz because that's probably a very Northern Irish thing. But I was very excited. And I was, you know, doing my hair and my makeup on my own. And then it just hit me. I was just thinking to myself, I'm on my own. I'm completely on my own with like a Spotify playlist (laughs) in my bedroom, doing my hair for my wedding. And I think it was about half an hour before. And I just thought, this is so sad. (laughs) This is so (laughs) sad. Tell, tell them about your dress well yeah about an hour before my dress hadn't even arrived because oh. my actual wedding dress was still in the uh still unaltered in the dress shop that wasn't open because of lockdown so I went online to a dodgy Chinese website um for um 
£25, got myself one that I thought might do the job and it hadn't arrived and I literally didn't know what I was wearing. I had a few dresses that had white in them and I thought, well, that would probably do the job. Uh, it was a very hot day, so I had loads it of summer. It sounds like um, a don't tell the bride moment where, you know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it was like... just, we just honestly, I think at this point, we were so fed up with not being able to live together because we knew that like, we, we shouldn't be and we didn't want to and we knew that if you know we didn't get married we weren't going to be in the same household Michael was going to be back at his mum's and I was going to be on my own and I think you know we'd all obviously our wedding day had been and gone so in our minds we should have been married it wasn't like we'd been together a month and then decided actually do you know what? let's get married because it's locked down you know yeah. because we had these plans and we had it all sorted and everything I think and also like at this point, just like a bit of context, we had had to completely reschedule our big wedding day because we didn't want to lose the money and we didn't want to let down suppliers and take their, their income away from them. So we'd rescheduled it to another day and we'd managed to move that all in one day with really excellent, you know, Christian suppliers and stuff that helped us. But we'd pulled together in that and we'd seen how we've been able to not only plan one wedding, but move it. And we've actually moved it like three times now. So we're, we're experts at this. We could be yeah. wedding planners. But um yeah it was very very strange but then eventually I ordered this dress which arrived half an hour beforehand and fit like a glove which mm -hmm. was thank you lord um but it was yeah for me I think I don't know about you Michael but that was for me and then the neighbors were out taking photos of me yeah. as I tottered to my Ford Fiesta to drive myself mm -hmm. to the church it yeah. was a bizarre it yeah I could I, I just have a good sense of humor about it yeah. I, I got down I, I popped up to the roof space and lifted a few decorations that we're going to use for the day to decorate the oh. car park. We got married in our church's car park near a few trees that were there. I put on some uh, rib bunting and a sign that says cross and wedding and God table and chairs and put wedding ducks on them and stuff like that. Now, when he says wedding ducks, we had two duck ornaments yeah. that were dressed as a bride and a groom just for a bit of yeah, we background. Don't, we, I know I'm quackers. Not like, actual but, ducks. No ducks were harmed in the making of this wedding. <laughs> I, I was going to say, were the actual ducks, but no, they're not. That's no, they're they're currently, here's one of them. It was a, we're, we're going to use that to sign. So they are, that's Mrs. Duck. <laughs> um, so I got that sorted out. And then working out, I decided to broadcast it live on Facebook Live for our friends and family. And uh, it was good for me in a sense, because I didn't have my best man or, or anything like that. The chat to or sell me own nerves and uh, we're very very close to the people oh, yeah. in our bridal party yeah. and your groomsmen and yeah stuff. yeah like my groomsmen my best man are all like my brothers i never had and i was basically talking to people on on facebook live having a chat and it felt that calm way a wee bit in that sense it was the excitement and nerves and then obviously my parents and that uh your mom was your witness my dad was my witness uh for the marriage schedule we got that sorted out and my dad held the rings and stuff like that. Um, our photographer took a few photographs for us, which was lovely. Uh, the minister who officiated us at our wedding was my uncle. And uh, he was just, he was just wonderful. And yeah, he was so good. He was so good. He Everyone was so respectful with social distancing and everything as well. Like we had a really good, like obviously I was to say we had a really good group of people around us, but that's probably because they were all family members who are mm -hmm. sensible. Sen sensible. <laughs> Who are involved in the health uh, in the in NHS trust, or who have family who are not well, and things like that. Yeah. Take social distancing really very, seriously. very seriously, extremely seriously uh, as well. So what? Yeah, was... Sorry. No, go ahead. You got married then, so you've had this marriage. People are there. 
Were you expecting to be in lockdown this fall? Were you preparing for that? Or were you... No. So, yeah. Oh, we initially rescheduled our big wedding for the 4th of November 2020. Yeah. And everyone at that point thought that would be absolutely grand. Grand. No problem. So, of course, that's been and gone. Uh, <laughs> we picked the now the 8th of September 21. 21 which is the day before my great uncle's 72nd birthday and it's a week a week before your grandparents' anniversary your dad was telling me and that made him a emotional and I really don't think that's going to happen either and by that point people are going to just be fed up with us and they're not going to want to come to this day I, then, I, <laughs> then I have my great uncles and aunts who are so excited for the celebration like they're using it as like a celebration for us yeah, but also for normality because in my head, when we phoned people saying we're getting married on Saturday, I thought they're going to be so upset. But I discovered the opposite. They were delighted, praying that we will have a great sunny day, love and best wishes. Oh, it's going to be on Facebook Live. Can you send me the link? I want to watch it on the break. Yeah, I think a lot of people watched it. So that helped that because we streamed it, people were able to watch it. Whereas I think if it had been completely, you know, detached, people would have been a bit more annoyed, like, for example, like I was thinking about my granny, wasn't I? Yeah. My nanny. Yeah. I was worried about her, but the family were able to put it on in the garden and she was able to watch it. So it wasn't such a big deal. People actually got dressed up. Yeah, as if they were coming to the wedding and watched it and people yeah. had a drink, like a, a cup of tea or a drink of schlur or a drink of wine or whatever they wanted. And we're like, woo! And people watched it. Uh, our, well, your maid of honour was an, uh, an ICU nurse and she watched it on her tea break yeah. with colleagues. And like a lot of colleagues that I used to work with and stuff were messaging me and saying they all watched it and they were so happy. So it was really lovely. Yeah, the camera collapsed on me before. And you before, nearly had a breakdown. Uh, and you had a breakdown because people thought I was having a breakdown, but all I could see was a black screen. But mm. people could see me going, no, 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 come on, come on, come on. But all I saw was a black screen, but people could see me having a panic. But, but then people were commenting, it's okay, Michael, take your time. <laughs> and I rebroadcast it and everything was okay. Uh, but I'm, yeah, it was a bit strange, wasn't it? It was a bit strange. And then, you know, we, like, going for photographs. And we luckily we had a good friend of yours who let us use her field. Yes, she had land and she let us use her field for some social distance photographs of just the two of us a field, which worked out quite well. Um, we a bit a, of imagination. We had an honorary flower girl, Evelyn. Yes, an honorary flower girl. Yeah, who's been through a lot herself with spina bifida and she's a wee... Oh, she was lovely we just seen her in our wee flower girl crying and oh, she was lovely. and we didn't initially have a flower girl as part of our bridal party so that was a bonus oh, it adds on to it yeah. yeah it adds on to it and then just chatting to them via social distance and as the photographer was getting ready um to set up or changing his camera or whatever it was just lovely too yeah you know, just that. different to the day we planned but lovely yeah that's great and a lot of people will say 10 months is a short time to be married but you've you've and I know you work, Amy, you go out and work and stuff, but when you're not working, you, you're at home. We're stuck here. <laughs> yeah. So so really, it's kind of adding on the time in a sense, if you like. Yeah. So what's what's been the key to keeping you guys kind of... Um, I'm, I'm sure you do bicker like all couples, but what's keeping you kind of close and keeping you going <laughs> and, and motivated and and staying faithful to the Lord and all that good stuff during this time. Medication, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, um, no oh, yeah, it, oh, honestly, like anyone who is with a spouse or a sibling or a close family member or someone they love in lockdown will know it is 
the most you will ever be in four walls with mm -hmm. another person and it is challenging but I think mm -hmm. in a way it's actually you know we'll never be together this much again and when we first got married I I'm studying and the university and Oc Health and stuff held me back because at that point we didn't know what the risks were of me being out. Obviously now there's lots of safeguarding in place and there's lots of PPE and it's well managed. Um, but at that point, my immunity wasn't very good yeah. and they held me back. So we literally, Michael was on furlough and I was off and we were together all the time. Wow. And I think we've walked miles yeah. because we just had nothing else to do. Yeah, we went, we went along like National Trust walks, um, coastal walks, coastal walks, forest walks, anywhere. Anywhere basically that had a walking trail, we went on it. But we have had to spend an awful lot of time indoors. And I think like yeah. part of it is probably our faith is the fact that, you know, Michael laughs at me because Michael says that, I don't know if I'm allowed to like brand drop here, but Michael says all the time, like Amy never has UCB off, but I never have the radio off. And I think, you know for me like I have a very sort of different faith and way of coping with things than you do but like for me having the radio on um if I'm out in community working or anything I will always make sure I've got my radio on and it just helps to keep me just grounded and you know surrounded by all that good stuff yeah um but and and hearing the word and you know hearing worship music and stuff really helps me and I try to keep that playing around the house and I know that sounds really cheesy but that I just think yeah. For me particularly when we've had this bad weather and it's the dark evenings and stuff like that and everyone's got a low mood to start with it's just been trying to keep that in our home and just trying to i think just be patient with each other yeah. and fair to each other because you know case like you live you know with your mommy like anyone that lives with someone like you just want to get out of the house sometimes and there's nowhere for us to go there's no cinemas or anything we yeah. can't just disappear with our friends and be like oh i'll be back later love you know um if we're getting a bit annoyed we can't like you just have to you can't even really most of the time go out for a walk mm -hmm. um because uh, you're only meant to be going for your one walk again at the minute yep. <laughs> so it's a bit like prison so i'm only joking <laughs> be my prison guard or something <laughs> I know. um i i think it's also brought us closer together because yeah. then you you see like we grow in we grow in patience and get to know more and more of each other mm -hmm. and our different way traits and stuff like that yeah. and and just grow more in patience and she's a very patient lady winston churchill says the greatest achievement of his life was convincing his wife to marry him and that's i, I share that sentiment that's the greatest achievement <laughs> of my life uh second to give my life to jesus christ but and the biggest mistake, you know, <laughs> the biggest mistake um uh, uh, then but it is difficult because Amy was during the pandemic mm -hmm. um because of the pandemic um different things um, I think we've been through a lot considering yeah. what most people go through in the first few years of marriage like we've had quite a few slaps in the face um but actually you know it has just shown us like we've gone down to one income whereas we were both on two comfortable incomes and it's not all about money but you know we came into the marriage very different to the way we thought we were but it's actually kind of shown us the importance of just having each other yeah. and sticking together and you know having to work things out and you know live in the real world which actually I think has been really helpful because it's just sort of if we can get through this you know it can only really the only way is up yeah. <laughs> and the way also I want to I'm not trying to be holy a holy holy man um but also me as relying on God more yeah um, in the sense of okay lord Made redundant. We'll this is where we're at. at. This is where we're at. And then, okay, I got a, this job. It's temporary. It could be full time. Sorry, we're letting you go due yeah. to the pandemic again. We're just 
leaving it in the hands of God and, and things do Almost work like, right again. Do you know when you get um, people reading out 1 Corinthians at weddings, like love is patient, love is kind? Yes. Both. It's kind of like you've had to live that out in reality together because yeah. Yeah. I'll come out yeah. one for you guys. And, and it's, it's encouraging because a lot of people will have stumbled at the first hurdle yeah. in relationships. And, and I, I know there's a big strain of marriages and stuff like that, but it is encouraging mm -hmm. to see you guys still yeah. going and talking about it in that sense. Yeah. And yeah. I think as well, you know, like it goes both ways. Like Michael sort of feels, you know, obviously with the redundancies and stuff that, <laughs> that that's challenging but i would argue as well you know having someone in the household who's working for the nhs at the minute yeah. it's very high pressure it's very stressful it's a constant worry and i would say i'm not very easy to live with when i come home in a strop after that or you know um i'm very no realis realistic <laughs> about that as well and i have to say you know michael come into this marriage without a cooking skill to his name however michael has totally a totally different man yeah. he is well trained at this stage which i've managed to get um you know five years of training into 10 months yeah. for oh, my uh, house husband yeah. <laughs> i like how you've got a timeline of five years <laughs> yeah that's what i think i think that's kind of it's almost like or maybe seven you know like the seven year itch that's usually when people start to go down the slippery slope so it's like i just think you know what that's the that's the the sort of like where the the point where you're going to know or not and i think like we're sort of like well it can't get any worse so yeah like we're in this together just to clarify i was a microwave ready meal carrier kind of guy and or in my case my mother would cook a lot and my dad would cook a lot so and um, when i came in i i was a disaster at the kitchen at some point but now he is excellent mm -hmm. i haven't killed her no, no, no food poisoning. No, food poisoning. no I haven't done that can yet. Can confirm. I can confirm. But also, I'm glad you mentioned that passage from 1 Corinthians 13, where it says it bears all things, endures all things. And in lockdown, we have to bear so much of our, reject, our, our restrictions, and we have to bear with this not seeing people. Like, for a time, we, we were bubbleless, you know, because both our families had to support other relatives. And I've thankfully... Now, um, we are now in support bubble with Amy's um, mum now, which is great, but it, it was difficult because you do miss that sort of connecting with people like, and interacting and just, you know, that kind of thing that's yeah. social. Like, we are social creatures, but also it also made us endure and be closer together and rely on Christ and his word. Definitely. And, uh, and I understand when Amy comes home, tired, stressed, or as you said, in the straw, and it is a stressful time. You're always wearing the PPE, washing the hands and everything. What I do is as soon as she comes home, there's always a cup of tea or a hot water bottle or something for her and make sure she is rest and relaxed after her long day. And sometimes I might, people might think I'm rude. I might not ask straight away, how is your day? I wait for her to chill for a couple of minutes and then ask her how it is. I thought you were going to say, you asked me, you wait for me to chill for a couple of days, like what, let, let her settle. And then... No, no, what, what I mean Three is, days later. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, what I mean is I let her just get comfy, relax, and then yeah. let her pour out what you want. And to it's even thing. things like that, you know, like it's obviously, it is like intense all the time now. And it's like, you know, um, even just getting to know that, like, okay, I've not lived with her before, so she likes to unwind when she gets home and obviously because of the PPE and stuff she needs to get a shower and she needs to get sorted and then like just even getting to know each other from just a really practical point of view like right okay 
she's been in work you know what what can I do to help her when she gets in and then actually what way should will she then respond to me you know like just just help but just being a help to each other you know getting the washing on washing your uniforms getting them dry for the next day it was sounds stupid really practical things yeah it sounds stupid or and whereas before when we were both working that probably wouldn't have been Michael's role you know like it's interesting because it's you think you think of these roles like I'm quite um I don't know what way you would put it I'm quite well house trained and I like you know when my mommy brought me up to be able to do all these things and I probably just would have naturally done those and let Michael do other things but actually our roles have changed um mm-hmm. a lot like I do I call you the house husband which yeah, can, is meant in the most respectful and yeah. grateful of ways I can but cook we, I can clean that, that I can use never. the washing machine I can iron but that would have never been what, yeah. something you could have done before yeah. I can do a bit of iron before I got married I must confess yeah. I could do that okay Michael's a smart dresser he needs an iron for his shirts yeah thank you um first compliment today I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I I hear you. Okay, I don't. I couldn't tell you the last time I I used an iron in my own clothes, but there we are. Yeah, but even that sort of old-fashioned mentality, where you know the man has to do the work and I and be out all the time earn the wage, and it's not my fault. I'm in this predicament. Mm-hmm. I didn't go looking for the pandemic. The pandemic came and turned everyone's lives upside down. But and, I think it's made us less superficial because. Yeah we're not looking at it like that like oh wanting to be like a kept woman or whatever you know we are looking at it as you know what the lord has really blessed us with Mm. um one income with one stable income and actually that's more than a lot of people have so you know um there's a saying in northern ireland wind your neck and so a lot of people are like wind your neck and then you know well that's what i think like just wind your neck and you're luckier than a lot of people and obviously in my job i see a lot of people who are in poverty and stuff um and I think it just sometimes it just puts it into perspective you know yeah. we are so fortunate and you know if the worst thing that happened to us is that we had a wee delayed wedding and we've won less salary well you know yeah but also the fact is that when I'm doing the housework I'm treating it as a job mm-hmm. whereas at this hour I'm doing this job this hour this hour and when it's all done Amy can come into a house that's clean tidy her uniforms ready for the next day or her next shift and her old stuff will be immediately washed and we're working as a team yeah we're helping yeah, each it's other out uh, 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 the quote that Jay-Z said teamwork makes the dream work <laughs> I, uh, I, I cringe when I hear that work phrase but it is so true you know it takes the stress off each other yeah That's definitely good. I think you kind of covered the questions there so I'm going to just chuck some uh just biblical thoughts out to you if that's all right and and yeah and you can put it in the most practical manner that you know just just for curiosity and people listening and stuff like that and uh, it's I think it's a common uh, thing as well for people to be confused about certain bible verses and stuff so um in Ephesians um it talks about the man being the head of the household Mm -hmm. How, how does that work out in 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 a proper marriage and what and what does that mean for you guys to be together and and what what yeah what does that mean <laughs> that's the question what does that mean yeah that's yeah that's something you hear like all the time I think a lot of people think that that means that the man has to be the breadwinner that the man yeah. has to have the biggest income that the man you know but I actually just think you know really um yes it is important that you have had a head of the household and I'm you know 
I don't know, I'm very, what way would you put it, modern? Um, and I think, you know, yes, we're equal and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, although maybe I'm bringing in the income and stuff like that, you know, Michael is, you're still, you know, I'm trying to think of the way to word it. You're still the protector over the household and you're still... Spiritually leading it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just the neck that turns the head. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if, I, if I can, like pick up what you said about the neck there was a famous quote by Matthew Henry you know the woman was created out of a rib not not be ahead to be above him not to be on, on his feet to be crushed by him but to be by his side to be his beloved to be a helper and I remember one preacher saying man the only reason why we got a helper is because we need help yeah and I'm not saying that to say that's all she is limited for that's not the case but when it says to be the head of the head of the home the household you're leading not just from a practical end of bringing in the money the you know for instance my mother and father my mum was a stay-at-home mum and took her everything my father did I'm not knocking that at all or mm -hmm. as I know two friends of mine both parents are workers and they went to their grandmothers or had and I it's whatever works for that particular mm -hmm. context but to be the head of the household then you have to look at this husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church mm -hmm. and that you can't have that one first cherry picked on a tweet or a Facebook post. You have to quote the second one because we, uh, as a husband, I'm called to love my wife as Christ loved the church. And how much did Christ love the church? Mm -hmm. He established it. He died for it. He caused it to move, to grow. He teaches us to love one another, to forgive one another, to not hold sins into our account for an argument in the future, but to, to grow, to spread the good news and, that for me is a big responsibility am i loving my wife as christ loved the church and i'm, I'm growing that daily mm -hmm. every day and anyone who's married for a long time will probably agree um love and amy are you making it easy for him do you love you like christ loves the church yeah i think though like for any you know i'm not i'm no pastor and i'm no preacher but you know, I think for any sort of young couples out there or young single people that do think, you know, obviously I, I am like I'm no authority on this, but I think for anyone going into it who thinks, you know, yeah, um, my my husband, my spouse, my future partner needs to be able to provide for me. Sometimes you just need to look at that a little bit, you know, differently and just think, you know what, actually, um, your partner can be the head of the home without necessarily you know it's okay for one of you to have you need to work out what's best for you basically you know if one of you has better earning potential in your job if one of you that doesn't make the man any less masculine it doesn't make the man any less the head at the same time as you say it shouldn't be the head of the home in terms of the woman being crushed mm -hmm. underneath the head of that home you need to work and complement each other and you need to work out what works for you and you need to not be sexist about it because sometimes yeah. I'm very blessed that although this pandemic is rubbish I'm never going to be out of a job um I'm never going to lose my income uh which is a real blessing and I know that you need to have a sense of humor about that at the minute and people are really on their knees um in the NHS and it is a very difficult time but really I am in a position where I won't lose my job and we are so blessed by that and yeah. you know I never thought I'd be the breadwinner and that probably isn't what I thought when I was going to my youth you know that I would find in a husband but actually 
it works for us and it works for me seeing that Michael's really stepped up to help me with the keeping of the home because this is one of my busiest times from a work point of view and the fact that Michael has had the maturity and the confidence to put his hand to new skills to really help me out and keep our house ticking over that to me is like the best thing he could have done to be head of our house it's very cheesy but it just shows you it's just different to what you think and you know we hear the head of the house and we think all masculine caveman breadwinner and actually it can be lots of different things and you know I know young men who look after the children because their wife is on big money um in their job and you know that's okay too you look after our cat I do he's like our son (laughs) <laughs> uh, he's not he done, he's upstairs sleeping because he would attack the tripod uh, if if because he hears people on the screen and he thinks that they're trapped in the phone or the iPad so he tries to rescue them um that's trying to save people yeah yeah, yeah exactly uh, if I could touch back because I love what you say and I, and I agree what when you look at you know love your wife as Christ love the church love is spelled L-O-V-E but it's also spelled T-I-M-E time um, spending time with each other but also being as a man as a head of the household you need to spend time with Christ yeah. asking God to help you to lead you and ask for him to be more in you as John Baptist says he must increase and I must decrease and to grow in that because that is important when I'm doing the house jobs I'm praying to God I'm praying for my other half I'm praying for family praying for her work colleagues um, always have my phone ringing in case she needs something, something like you know, it's just to be that awareness, yeah. And just to bounce off that, um, time with Christ, uh, this is the last question. And I don't know if you're up for the game, but if you are, you might need paper and pens. This yeah, we, we can definitely find paper and pens, okay. that's fine. I'll use a do now, I might do a summary. <laughs> so, really quickly, then, just one more thing. So when you are together, how, how important is it for you to have time to pray and uh, Bible study together if you do? Or do you prefer to do that separately? Or is that something that you see key as a couple to do when you love Jesus? Or Yeah, we do do it separately. And obviously, because Michael preaches itinerantly, he would have his nose in the books and need to do a lot of that on his own because he needs to develop his sermons and stuff. And I understand that. But at the same time, I have a really unique uh situation where you know even though I can do my private bible study and you know different things like that and like one thing that I do it's just really simple but one thing I do is I just go through my um like verse of the day on my bible app um whenever I'm in work on my lunch break I just scoot through I don't know if anyone's got it up to date but they have like a devotion and then they go through and they have some thoughts and stuff and I flick through that sort of whenever I'm in lunch and obviously that's not Michael's not with me on my lunch break and then um but I'm in a very unique position where I get to watch Michael film all of his sermons. So anything I do, we sort of, you always would bounce them off of me. And that's sort of like a study on its own. Because yeah. you would say, you know, because Michael's like, I don't know, what would you say? You're the brains. Um, well, no. Theologically. Theologically. Yeah. But I'm quite good with the English language. So I would usually be Michael's um, SPG checker. Um and so I would go through that. So I get like a like a bonus point every week whenever yeah. I'm going through. But we do we do do some study together as well. Yeah. And we actually I'm trying to look for it. Someone bought us a really lovely couples devotion um, book whenever quiet, t- quiet, quiet times, times for couples. couples. 
and it's really lovely like and it's really cheesy and stuff but actually it's you know it's not like you know I know it's sounds really cheesy but it's actually really helpful because it touches on stuff that's really applicable to us mm -hmm. so we would always watch church together obviously we don't go and that's one thing that we are missing is our church community and stuff but we would always watch church together on a Sunday and I'm really lucky that um even though you know obviously I do work in a 24-hour service I'm generally quite lucky that managers do give me Sundays off because yeah. they know that I'm a Christian mm -hmm. and that that's my preference I do work the odd Sunday yeah. but most of the it's time one, we're free few, together. It wasn't a few blue moons. Yeah, moments, yeah. Know. It's only if you know it's really needed, or I need the experience, or you know, on a certain day or in a certain place. Or when they're texting saying we're on, we're on our knees, can you help us? Yeah, but yeah. we. Um, I do think it is important because, to be honest, you know, you both need to be spiritually fed, but also it's important that sometimes, sometimes we just very naturally will be like, "I've seen this. Mm -hmm. What do you think?" Or sometimes I'll get Michael to, you know, although I you know i'm able to independently look at things sometimes i'll just be like michael could you explain what you think that means to me and then likewise you know there might be a word you don't understand michael has dyslexia so sometimes there might be a word michael's fairly well versed with the, the whole bible but um <laughs> having been a bible college student but there might be something that you're you know in a different translation that you're like well what you yeah. know and stuff like that so we kind of work together but we do definitely independently as well like because you would just be in so much more depth than me because michael has i'm going to say upwards of 200 books in this house <laughs> which is a lot more than me um I mean, but we before we do... lockdown just uh, i'm i'm similar to him all mine moved to um the church office that i work out of <laughs> so they're all in the church office not the house and i'm yeah. missing some of them because i try to i try obviously to work from home as much as possible yeah yeah um they but, are good though in fairness because whenever you know it means you always have uh, resources on hand for your sermons which actually has been so good because you've been able to preach for a lot of people yeah it, for when we start going out i turn preach and start for me that's a few engagements here and there but recently just before we got married and after we preached the day after our, I preached the day after our wedding yeah and that was a big conviction I had to keep preaching to just keep the dates that you planned um, already because I was preaching for churches at that time that had no social media presence or no Facebook live and stuff like that yeah. uh, or covering for pastors who needed a break who were not well you know that kind of thing and then just growing up from there and then different engagements came up would you mind speaking for me for here uh different invitations so I'm constantly reading and studying and my head's never ready out of a book or an e-book or whatever. Mm -hmm. Even though I do prefer to have an old fashioned paper back on my hand where I can use a pencil and highlight something or I love a great secondhand book. And sometimes you find an old preacher from like the 1900s and wrote in a very interesting phrase and you're thinking, wow, it was written yesterday. Yeah. Um, but when we study together or pray together, or listen, I, I believe a couple should listen to also a pastor as well, be under a shepherd, listen to grow in that and say, well, what do you think about that message? Yeah. What's that got to think about? What was that verse you was on about? Mm -hmm. Then we look it up together. Yeah. Um, we we used the, not trying to plug, but I remember the Christmas devotionals, New Springs Church. Mm -hmm. We read that together and we enjoy going through that uh, together. Yeah. We went through Esther. Mm -hmm. um, I... I've been told not to read the gospel look for a wee while because I was obsessed with it for over a year. <laughs> All my sermons from the gospel. Everything was look. 
that was when you were still preaching I think live in people's churches and I was like Michael I've just picked up on something here and actually I think it's time to move along so that they don't think that you've only read the one book <laughs> and then for the kids I did the full gospel of Mark um I did a, a teenage discipleship group mm -hmm. so we went from the gospel of Mark chapter one all the way up to 16 Wow. And I've learned not to do that again, um, to put a break in between. Yeah, um, it's heavy. It is heavy, um, doing that expository, going through it verse by verse. Mm -hmm. and it's, and but it's all of that kind of stuff that I then get exposure to because obviously, you know, th things that are usually on in church aren't on and stuff like that. And, um, you know, even just fellowship with Christian friends that you maybe go out for a coffee and they would be bouncing things off of you. You maybe go yeah. to different churches and are parts of different congregations and stuff um, who might be learning something completely different. You know, you don't have all of that the way you would. And like the first thing, you know, you say whenever you finally talk to someone on the phone, you don't always want it to be like, let's study together because you don't want to be that person. Yeah. So, um, and a lot of people, like a lot of our friends, for example, have had babies in the lockdown that we've never met. So like, usually it tends to involve a bit of crying if you're on Zoom to any of them as well. So um, it's just different times. Yeah, or stress because they bought a house and they're moving into a house and they just need someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, they start asking things about God, what do you think about this? Yeah. And just let it be natural. And also that is also time for us to grow together, but also yeah. encourage others because we want our marriage only to reflect Christ and his good we're not perfect we'll make mistakes mm -hmm. but we want to show people that there is hope there is love there is peace in Christ and um, we won't judge anyone whatever they have done we will show them the love of Christ and the mercy of Christ that we have been shown mm -hmm. and show them the, the true word of God whenever we can I know someone said to me today I mentioned that Michael was hoping to be a pastor and they were like oh my goodness but you're so normal and I was like, well, normal's a strong word, but yes. Normal. <laughs> yeah, it's that definitive word, isn't it? Well, yeah. I think it's a good uh, a good opportunity to um, ask you guys to get a pen and paper. Also, yes. plug that um, Michael will be speaking for um, the Hilton Castle mission um, in in a week's time. So yeah. next Sunday, he'll be speaking at 6 p.m. on our Facebook or Join us on Zoom. Come mm -hmm. have a coffee with him yeah. afterwards. You yeah. Grill him. Uh, yeah, ask me. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to do and ask questions, anything, no holds barred. I love doing that. That, get, that gets my blood going, you mm -hmm. know. Great. Well, we're going to have a Zoom where I do that to you one day then. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> you put yourself okay. in it now. So this is, um, this is a game that um, I'm hoping doesn't cause... Um, trouble so <laughs> it's called um friends like these are um i've never played it so it goes by different names so what's going to happen is one of you is going to be a one of you is going to be b so i'll let you guys decide that out. that's your first i may okay so I'm what's going to happen is i'm going to ask um a few questions you got to write down an answer for it and then when i say reveal we're going to see how many questions you get correct okay all right and it's about each other <laughs> just, like, okay. just like random questions okay so for example this is an example okay so for example i could ask what is is favorite chocolate and then you would write down your favorite chocolate and b would try to guess it now by the look of uh, michael's face if you can't <laughs> if you're not watching this on their uh, youtube or being able to see it um 
he doesn't know. Oh, me. I remember now. I remember. I remember. <laughs> you remembered it. Okay. So don't look too horrified. We haven't started the game yet. All right. Here we go. You ready? Friends, yeah. I feel like I should have a, like a theme tune for this, but I don't. <laughs> there you go. That's why I have you guys on. <laughs> okay. So here we go. So friends like these. First question. All right. If A could live anywhere in the world, where would A choose to live? So A, where would you choose? <laughs> A doesn't even know the answer. <laughs> he hasn't got an answer. Oh, I thought that would be an easy one. Do you uh, want to move on? Um, so A would go, I want to guess. Anywhere one. in the world. Anywhere in the world. I want to guess this one. Okay. This could be very interesting right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're ready? All yeah. right, so B, whatever you put. I put down Dubai because she went on a lovely holiday with one of her best friends, and I hear lots of stories about it. All right. And E, what have you put? Right. So I'm a National Trust and a Beatrix Potter fan, so I've said Hilltop Farm. Hilltop Farm, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was my second guess. <laughs> well, e, Dubai and Hilltop Farm, they're, they're, very, uh, they're very similar. All right, here we go. So it's your turn, Amy, to guess Michael's answer. You ready? Right. Okay. I'll try to make them a little bit less um, obscure now. Okay, so if Michael had a choice, so if B had a choice here, okay, between a night in where he's watching a movie or a night in where he's playing board games, what night would he choose? A movie night or a board games night? What right, would... I've got mine. You got it? All right. B's... B, you got it? Okay, mm -hmm. here we go. So, A, what have you put? Movie night. Movie night, all right. And Correct, Amondo, movie night. Movie night, all right. Here we go. Because on movie night, I can ask this question now. If A had to choose what movie you were going to watch, would A choose a comedy, a romantic comedy, or an action film? This is one I know well. I'm probably going to suggest what film it will be. Oh, right. and a film. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> B. What I'd rather just brace, but I'll explain to you what I mean. I've wrote it in shorthand. Okay. <laughs> so, can I go? Yeah. Okay, so my beloved would choose a romantic comedy yeah. uh, um, with Bridget Jones's trilogy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I put Bridget Jones times three, that means trilogy. Don't and judge me, people. Don't judge me. I now know every single world Colin or word world word that Colin Firth says in the movie now. We apologize for the swearing. Yeah. We've seen this so many times. <laughs> so yes, romantic comedy was what I said as well. Okay, well done. Yes, I'm doing well here. Okay, here we go. All right, it's B's turn. All right. If B could have any meal. What meal would be go for? It's looked like you've noticed already. Pizza. 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 Like, All right. Pizza. What type of pizza? School, it was National Pizza Day. I still haven't got a pizza. <laughs> uh, Michael, you eat enough pizza to do any one month. That's true, though. I'll let her say with that one. <laughs> okay. This is going to be our last question, and it's going to be a very um, Christian one. All right. I want you to write down your favorite Bible verse or a Bible verse you're fond of, 
And then I want you to try to guess what the other person's Bible verse is going to be as well. For Michael, I think it's going to be something from Luke, I'm guessing, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to influence your answer there, Amy. Okay, so what Bible verse do you think B has gone for here? What do you think Michael's put? John 14.1. All right, and what, is, what verse do you think um, E has gone for? Uh, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And she got mine right too. Oh, that's it. I am amazed. I am amazed. I thought, you know what? This is meant to be a Christian podcast and I can guarantee you I'm going to get this wrong and look terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But in fairness, though, I did spend nearly a year in Luke's gospel. (laughs) Yeah, no, that, but yeah. I'm really impressed you got mine. Well, I remember because it was... uh, my great aunt my great great aunt's favorite bible verse two she was 106 and a half when she passed away so i remembered that i made a little bit in my bible so i didn't forget all right let me let me uh, let you guys uh give out what the bible verses actually say for those who are listening so amy what does your bible your favorite bible verse what does it say right so what version would you like it in because i only know it in my version let's do your version hang on your version. I'm gonna, I don't even know exactly what my version says. I can N- get it. N- NLT. N- NLT, yeah, exactly. Hang on. And Michael, you know your favourite Bible verse. Right. So basically, mine is about in everything you do. So I'm going to go more with the message version. But basically, in everything you do, trust in the Lord for every path you take. Acknowledge him. But what the way it's... So yours is different because you're King James. But what I, I'm... NLT. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. So just about not relying on yourself. Pray, you know, with everything you do and then you'll know which way to go if you're if you're dependent on the person that knows where you're going, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it is John 14, verse 1. I was brought up in a mixture of King, King James Version, the NIV, NLT and New King James Version. So I'm reading this from the New King James Version. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And I learned this verse when my grandfather died. And this has been my rock, my anchor in, in different situations in life. And Amy can attest to it. Yeah. And and for also, I can testify to Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. I think they're just both verses of like comfort, you know, mm-hmm. and reassurance. And yeah. st- you know, probably speaks a lot about both of us. Yeah, because... Where, where whatever we face, instead of facing the problem and panicking, we look up. Yeah. And we look up to Christ in that. And it's like when Peter's walking on water to the Lord, and as soon as he took his eyes off the Lord, he started to sink. Yeah. And, in a, in, and one of the things we've learned together is if you take your eyes right, off the Lord, even like any any Christian, if you don't, if you're not getting your priorities right, um, you are going to start to sink. Whether that be because you get overwhelmed or because you don't have that peace that you have in Christ or whether it be because you're just wrapped up in too many things of the world it's not going to be a good outcome for you if you don't just keep focusing yeah back on Christ yeah sorry Michael were you going to say something no I I, I was going to say I I agree everything I'm not trying to preach a sermon but I always remember being taught the meaning of the word trust is to be on your knees, on hands, being helpless, 
And in this culture, we have to help ourselves. But sometimes we come to Christ, we just, we're helpless. And Lord, help us, guide us, lead us, and we trust you. Yeah, that's the original relationship, isn't it? He created Adam to be in relationship with himself and then sent Jesus once that was broken by sin so we can be in a relationship. Guys, you've been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to just pray for you real quickly and I'm going to pray for the listeners and those who are watching on uh, YouTube. And Father in heaven, I just thank you for this unity of this couple. I pray that you'll just bless them, Lord. Give them prosperity and all that to do for your name, Lord. Let them see miracles. Let them touch lives. Lord, I pray for this podcast and those who are listening and watching, Lord, that you just bless them in whatever situation they're in. And Lord, if they need to reach out, just allow them to uh, reach out to us as a church. In that precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you've got any questions, any thoughts, do send us a message via Facebook or on our website, or you can find uh, Michael. Um, as well on Facebook. I'm sure he wouldn't mind uh, answering some tough questions. He seems keen for the tough question. Guys, thank you (laughs) very much again. Thanks for those who have watched and listened and be blessed, encouraged and uplifted in the Lord. Amen.